Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody. And live from Mike McCarthy's front porch, it's the Fourth and Inches show with Jana and the Sherpa. Jana, how are you? <laughs> well, I'm okay. We got a big week coming for the Cowboys this week. A lot going on. How are you, Sherpa? I'm doing well. Not quite as big a week for the Giants, but at least they're uh, winning some games again that I didn't really expect them to win. So that was uh, life, something. Life, yeah, I'm not even sure they're in my top uh, ten teams for the top five spots in the draft whoa, whoa, anymore. Whoa, whoa, Let's not get crazy here. Jeez, please. <laughs> well, they have a game with the Redskins this uh, weekend that could be the death blow for the. Redskins playoff hopes, but uh, not to get too far ahead of myself. Of course, the big game for the NFC least is the uh, Cowboys and the Redskins on Monday night. I mean, uh, Cowboys and Eagles on Sunday night. So that should be a good one. Yeah, I mean, clearly I'm looking forward to it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you've gone from being totally... Dead in the water. ...how your team was playing and then dead in the water and then Amari Cooper comes along and the rest of the division stinks, and now all of a sudden the Cowboys are definitely in control of their fate. And if they beat the Eagles, and right now they have a one-game lead over the Eagles, if they beat the Eagles to go up to and sweat the season series, I think you can uh, pretty much concede the division to the Cowboys, even with uh, three games left. It's a weird place to be in, because this is what the Cowboys do to you. And, you know, as a Cowboy fan, we should know better, but we just keep coming back from where that is the definition of insanity because this never changes. Things are okay, then they're they're really not okay for a while. All hope is lost, and then all of a sudden, we get some kind of momentum going, and then the other shoe is going to drop, be it Tony Romo breaking a pinky on the last game of the season or all of a sudden getting edged out by a field goal at home by the Giants, whatever it's going to be something's going to happen. I just don't know when, but I know it's coming. So I would, I'm going to oh. just ride this, this gravy train as long as I can, just be on board, and then when things go bad, I'll know it was coming, but, like, it's nice to enjoy it while it lasts. <laughs> well, I mean, even with their recent run of success, I don't, and their victory over uh, New Orleans last Thursday night, I don't think that uh, they're likely to beat either the Rams or New Orleans on no. the road, if that's what no. it comes to. But um, yeah, so yeah, I, I still don't think they're the favorites in the NFC by any stretch of the imagination. You know, they'll probably yeah, no. be. I don't think anyone who comes out of the NFC East is. I, it, it would take something weird for them to, you know, make any kind of playoff run because none of these teams are really built to hang with, you know, a, a Kansas City or a Los Angeles or a Saints or really. A, a lot of they're not on the same level as a team like that. Well, so let's think it through for a second then. So right now you've got um the Cowboys are probably looking at a four seed in the NFC. And so mm-hmm. you know, they'll be playing the top ranked wild card team at this point. I'm you know, not sure who that would be. Uh maybe it's Seattle it's or who Yeah. It's yeah, I hard mean for me to it's it's tough. Like it's just there are so many teams bunched together that at this point it's it's almost impossible to try to predict what the playoffs look like. I mean, I mean the Cowboys if they they stay hot and that's a big if 
they've got a chance against, you know, a team like Seattle that maybe they can outscore. But I just mm, – there's just not a lot of good matchups that they're going to potentially get come playoff time that, you know, I feel really good about you know, putting all my eggs in that basket, if you will. <laughs> well, I think part of it depends on their defense. If their defense stays healthy and plays well, you know, they've Getting got – Getting Charlie back would be nice. They've got a serviceable offense, and yeah, they they seem to be doing better on defense now. So we'll see how that goes. But uh, anyway, mm-hmm. so how can people find us if they want to talk about something uh, other than the Cowboys? Well, I don't know why we want to do that, but yeah, we we're open to it. We'll be here for an hour, as we are every Wednesday night for you. So that's till 10 p.m. Eastern for those of you listening live. If you're listening after the fact, I don't know what you waited for, but welcome to the party. Uh, you can find us all week long on FantasyFootballSherpa.com at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page on Facebook. On Twitter, we're at the number 4THN Inches Show at JKIM16 and Fantasy underscore Sherpa. And, of course, we're here with you every week. So if you miss us, we'll be back next Wednesday. We've got all kinds of good stuff for you tonight, as we do every week. We're going to take you through all the news and notes for the week that was. And trust me, there were a few, uh, as well as our game predictions, who to start, who to sit, our top and uh, bottom rankings at each position, daily fantasy picks, all kinds of good stuff. We've got waiver wire pickups, which this week, going into week one of the playoffs with all of the injuries I'm about to lay on you is super crucial. So stick around. We've got all this coming for you. And of course, you know, uh, some antics along the way, a few disagreements here and there that almost never happens though. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine? I bet there are a lot of people that had a starting that qualified for the playoffs that had Ooh. a starting tandem of Kareem Hunt and James Conner as their running backs. Or maybe they I'm have gonna Melvin tell you Gordon that most people who are in the playoffs now probably have somebody who's not playing this week or went on IR that was a crucial part of their lineup. I feel pretty comfortable yeah. saying that. Yeah, I just, it was a tough week. I had, yeah, yeah. I was I was pretty lucky. I pulled two rabbits' foots out of the hat, you know, in my playoff uh, pushes this past weekend, but. Uh, Nice. I think the luck is about to run out. The one where I made the team, where I made the 16 playoff uh, situation, is the six seed after, yeah, you know, with a sub 500 record. That was, um, yeah, you know, my my team. Yeah, that's the team that lost James Conner and uh, Kareem Hunt. So that was uh, not a good situation there. But um, anyway, no. it, it worked out, and of course I'm. Uh, the underdog by like 30 points this weekend. So I, I might. Everybody just, uh, loves a good underdog have... story. Yeah. This one I think would be even a little bit much by my standards, but we'll see. I'll keep Stranger you posted. Things. Yeah, absolutely. So people know you really have to come back next week because we got to know. Um, I got, I got lucky. All but one team made the playoffs from here. We'll see oh, what happens, back. but fingers crossed. Hopefully we're going to be all right. Um, unfortunately, how many dozen leagues uh, my, do you play in? Uh, I'm in six this year, so okay, it was, was, it was a bit of a light year. So <laughs> uh, barely. I mean, one one team just—I never got a feel for them. Like it just—it just never quite worked. I could never get the right lineup out there. I don't know if that ever happens to you, but just this one team all year just was the bane of my existence. It wasn't a bad team. I just never could get the right combination of guys out there. I just—I don't know what it was. It's tough. 
Is this one of the one? Is this the one that did not make the playoffs, or the one of the five? It's the redheaded stepchild of of the uh, Uh, the league. Yeah, this one decidedly did not make the playoffs. (laughs) Okay. Well, I told you you shouldn't have been starting Nick Mullins. You know what? Sometimes you you can't stop what you really truly believe in, (laughs) and that's CJ Beathard. Yeah. Yeah, when, when C.J. Uh, Beathard went down, replacing him with Nick Mullins was probably not the right move. And backing him up with Jeff what? Driscoll. Sometimes you do what you got to do. What feels right, you go okay. with. And like I said, I never had a feel for this team. <laughs> In all, all fair, right. I mean, I had Matt Ryan at quarterback. It just it just never works. But you know, that's neither here nor there. Yeah, this is not a show he, about he, my fantasy shortcomings. <laughs> well, yeah, anyway. I it sure feels like it. <laughs> no. No. All right. Uh, injuries. Ah, Did we okay. have any this week? Got, got a couple. I don't know if you guys have heard, but there were a few injuries. Probably off the top, we should mention, in case you've been living under a rock, Kareem Hunt no longer employed by the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, he was released Friday evening. Really screwed up their game plan. Charkandrick West has been re-signed. I think you may remember him from years past in Kansas City. Um not that I really think you should go out and pick him up on your waiver wire, but food for thought, he's out there. Shockingly, uh, the, other... the Redskins did not put in a claim on Kareem Hunt. Yeah, so weird. That seems to be their M.O., but I guess they call a little Ruben bit of Foster was Jason okay for them, but they drew the line at Kareem Hunt. Yeah. yeah, very strange. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, none of it's okay, but what Kareem Hunt did versus what Reuben Foster did, uh, but... but. Who knows what the Redskins are ever doing? They did, however, to the idea neither of neither one of them Kaepernick did anything nearly as bad as Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, exactly. People are just awful. For those of you who don't understand sarcasm, that's what that was. But uh, the Redskins did have a bit of a tough week. Colt McCoy fractured his leg. He's done for the year. Mark Sanchez came in and, in true Sanchez fashion, <laughs> handed the ball off directly to Adrian Peterson for a 90-yard touchdown, thus making him the hero of D.C. It's a real weird place to live, let me tell you. Um, They did sign Josh Johnson today, so you may remember him of Tampa Bay Buccaneer days past. Um, Things are not great. I think we can pencil Mark Sanchez in for a broken leg probably somewhere around Saturday at the rate that they're going down. His half-life has got to be real tiny at this point. Um, So I would not recommend starting him, but... He's, he is a starting quarterback in the NFL. He did not butt fumble, and he did not eat a hot dog on the sideline. So we're going we're gonna to see what this week brings. Uh, a lot of guys hit IR this week, Christian Kirk being one of them, A.J. Green dealing with that toe-slash-ankle injury, whatever they want to call it from day to day, also on IR. Uh, Matt Breida is not going to play this week. That ankle injury flared up for him again out in uh, San Francisco, so he's officially out. Um, the Bills clean a little bit of house. They're just dumping salaries now. They waived Kelvin Benjamin and Andre Holmes today. Andre Holmes was subsequently picked up by the Broncos a little while ago because Emmanuel Sanders blew his Achilles tendon out at practice today. Not a good day. Um, not only is he done for this year, but it looks like he may very well miss all of next season. So that's not great. I would not advise drafting him. For those of you uh, in keeper leagues, don't hang on to him. Uh, as we alluded to, James Conner is also out this week. He's dealing with an ankle injury. It's, quote, a sprain, not a contusion like they first hoped. It's a little worse than they thought. So keep an eye on that, especially in the playoffs. You need a backup plan. Uh, the Raiders signed running back C.J. Anderson, which is a little arbitrary at this point, but C.J. Anderson's getting a paycheck, so good on him. 
It looks like Mitchell Trubisky is going to play this week, barring any setbacks. He was limited to practice today and seems like he's going to be good to go. Joe Flacco also was limited to practice with that hip injury. Not really sure who's going to be under center this week for the Ravens. I don't think they know yet either, so keep an eye on that. Uh, in Kansas City, Sammy Watkins was limited with that foot injury. He's still trying to get on the field. The bye week wasn't enough to get him back. Wait and see on him. They don't want to put him out there if he's not 100%. Who knows when he's going to be. T.Y. Hilton did not practice with a shoulder injury. Keep an eye on that one. Eric Ebron missed practice as well with a back injury, and he's also sick, so he had a tough day. Uh, he's likely going to play this week. Deshaun Watson dealing with a shoulder injury was limited. You'll see him on Sunday. Cam Newton's also dealing with his own shoulder injury. He was limited practice. He's going to be under center this week as well. Christian McCaffrey was limited today. That was more just for rest. He's okay. Don't panic. David Njoku was limited to practice with a knee injury. Julio Jones didn't practice. It's Wednesday. He's always got an injury. This week they're calling it a foot injury. I wouldn't worry too much about that. Calvin Ridley, on the other hand, dealing with hand and elbow and maybe knees and toes, depending on how far you want to go on this. But definitely a hand and elbow injury. He was limited. He should be okay for this week. Jimmy Graham didn't practice with that uh, broken thumb and a knee injury. Randall Cobb was limited, uh, but he was out there for a good part of practice at hamstring injury, so it looks like he's going to try to go this week. In New Orleans, Michael Thomas didn't practice today. He's dealing with an ankle injury. Um, They're downplaying how serious that is. I'm a little more concerned. He's had two pretty rough weeks for him at least, so I'd keep an eye on that. Deshaun Jackson didn't practice. He's dealing with that thumb injury that he thought he was going to play last week and then, oops, surprise, decided not to. Uh, Isaiah Crowell didn't practice with a toe injury, and Quincy Nunwa was limited with the ever-present ankle injury out in New York. Uh, for what it's worth, Sam Darnold is still dealing with that foot injury, but he was a full participant in practice and looks like he's fine, so no wear and tear after uh, playing last week. In case you were worried about Derek Anderson in Buffalo, still in the concussion protocol, so... Probably not a good go this week. <laughs> Tom Brady it was limited to practice with a knee injury. Rob Gronkowski also is limited with what they're calling ankle and back injuries. We'll see if he shows up. It looks like he's going to try to play. In Miami, Kenyon Drake and uh, Danny Amendola and Devontae Parker all were limited. Amendola's got a knee injury. Drake and Parker both dealing with shoulders, so keep an eye on them. Evan Ingram was limited with a hamstring injury. Sterling Shepard was limited with a rib injury. And Adrian Peterson didn't practice today. That's pretty normal. He's like a 1,000 years old. And he had kind of a nice week last week. So that's don't worry about that. He'll be on the field come Sunday. Pierre Garçon was limited. He's still trying to come back from that week nine knee injury. Uh, it looks like maybe this is the week, fingers crossed. Joe Mixon was dealing with a knee injury. He only uh, practiced partially. Melvin Gordon did not practice, still dealing with that knee injury. Not sure if he's going to go this week or not. He seems to want to. Not totally sure he's going to get medically cleared. So, again, have a backup plan. In Detroit, Carrion Johnson didn't practice with a knee injury. No real reason to rush him back because you were decidedly out of the playoff picture. Matt Stafford dealing with a back injury. He got treatment after the game on Sunday. He says he's fine. I'm not entirely sure he's going to live through the season. Kenny Galladay was limited with a quad injury. Again, not somebody you want to rush. And Josh Adams was dealing with a shoulder injury. He got a little beat up last week. He was limited to practice. And Cole Beasley was limited with a foot injury. Both of them seem like they're going to be good to go, though. Whew. We've all just lived a life. I didn't realize that shoulder and knee injuries were contagious. They are. They are. And ankles and backs are connected. Who knew? Okay. Head, shoulders, knees, and toes. 
<laughs> so while you were reading the injury report, I flew down to Brett Favre's house and recorded some public service announcements with him and then flew back. Perfect. Perfect. Did you also uh, try out for the Redskins quarterback position? Because there's probably going to be another opening this week. No, uh, there was kind of bad weather around the Washington airport, so we just circled it and then flew on. It is. It's a little nasty down here. It's super cold, and it keeps snowing on and off. I could do without it. Yeah. Yeah. I will say that. So, all right, shall we move on yeah, to the so waiver we've, wire? Yeah, so we've then? all lived through the injury report. I might be on the injury report now, but I think we're all going to be okay. <laughs> Damaged vocal cords. Yeah, yeah that's fine. Put you on the pup list for the next uh, pup list oh, eligible to return in list, 10 minutes. The, the Texans, I almost forgot, the Texans um, – Finally, took Dante Freeman off the uh, Foreman off the pup list. He is eligible to play this week. I know you've all been patiently waiting for him since you all stashed him while you were drafting. He's back just in time for the playoff push. <laughs> yeah, it makes me kind of blue. <sighs> Poor Alfred. <laughs> yes. Okay. So um, in terms of waiver wire pickups, lots of choices, much more quality than quantity on the waiver wire this week, especially running back. But uh, let's get to it. Uh, Justin Jackson with the Chargers probably should be your first target there. Jalen Samuels, who has uh, dual eligibility at running back and tight end in some leagues. If he does, obviously you want to use him as a tight end, but um, they also have a really good matchup with the Raiders. I'm just not sure that they're going to give him a full starters workload you know I think they'll probably mix in some of um, Stephen Ridley then um, we'll see how that goes um, I'm just not real confident that uh, he's going to get enough yards to um, justify all the, the hype uh, that he's being given this week but uh, be that as it may Chris Thompson back on the radar in Washington with Garrett Blunt in Detroit Jeff Wilson uh, another unsigned, undrafted uh, free agent who's uh, doing well late in the season with San Francisco. The aforementioned Stephen Ridley, uh, Rex Burkhead, who you touted last week with New England. Rex. And then John Kelly, who suddenly finds himself not as the uh, chief of staff for the president anymore, but now he's the backup <laughs> running back to the um, to, uh, top girl all of a sudden, thanks to uh, Malcolm <laughs> Brown's injury after I touted him last week. Yeah, R.I.P. Malcolm. Yeah, or or uh, yeah, or I.R.R. Malcolm. But uh, yeah, true. Um, so anybody you want to add to my my suggested list there? No, I really anybody want Rex Burkhead to actually be a factor this week. That would be exciting because I, as you mentioned, I was pretty hyped about him last week. Did not do anything for me. So I think this is going to be weak because I am less hyped about him. I think Bill Belichick will. Clearly, listen to this, know that, and screw with me again by then p- giving him like 25 carries. So I, I'd say pretty much anybody else can uh, feel confident. Still He's probably still yelling at Adam Thielen right now. Adam Thielen, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's possible. Okay. So for, um, yeah, I wonder who on Miami he's going to yell at. Probably not Ryan Tannehill. He'll probably be a Probably Danny Amendola. He already knows how to push his buttons. Apparently. That'd be my guess. That's true, he does. So, for, although he might not recognize him because he spent most of his time with the Patriots in the training table, trainer's room, so. True. Not sure Bill Belichick would uh, recognize him out on the field in uniform, but. 
So for wash, uh, for wide, yeah, he will be confused. Um, wide receivers: uh, Mohamed Sanu with Atlanta, Traquan Smith with New Orleans, Taylor Gabriel with Chicago, Anthony Miller with Chicago. Curtis Samuel's had a couple nice games with Carolina, Antonio Callaway with Cleveland, and Zay Jones, who's now free of the Calvin Benjamin uh, distraction and competition for targets, uh, the uh, undisputed top dog in Buffalo, although he still has Josh Allen or, or someone like that throwing the ball to him. So Not Derek yeah, Anderson, take, I'll tell you that. No, it's not <laughs> Derek Anderson. So, so um, <laughs> anybody you want to add to the wide receiver list? I'm very excited about Anthony Miller and Zay Jones. Uh, those are probably my two favorites out of the bunch. And as always, Antonio Callaway, since I continue to pick the Browns to win games that they're not going to win. <laughs> yeah. You, you would sense the pattern there and maybe want to change that eventually. but uh, Probably not. Uh, probably not. After nine years, I, <laughs> I think I know well enough that you're uh, not going to be influenced by, uh, by past uh, Logic, sound reasoning, mm-hmm. any of that? Yeah. No. Why would I want to okay. be involved in that? <laughs> uh, it's, yeah, it's just herd mentality anyway. Better to break from the sure. herd and go out and tout Josh Allen the as traveled. the quarterback yeah. you want to own. Yeah, less competition. I mean, my teams are named after Marcus Mariota and Blake Bortles. Does it sound like sound decision making? I think not. <laughs> well, it's a good name for the team. I don't know. Do you have? I am going to say the, the one team that on did not team? make the playoffs did not have a Marcus Mariota or Blake Bortles name. And I think that's what its downfall was. So probably I'm not saying. So how many There's some hard have, science um, back that up. either of those guys on any of your playoff teams still? Uh, Marcus Mariota is still hanging around on a couple of rosters. I will say that. Unfortunately, Blake Bortles is not. Although, you know, maybe oh. since so many guys are on IR, I might need to throw him on just for like, you know, just to let him be a part of the team. Just be around. Yeah. It's true. He's he's earned it. So he has. You know, speaking of quarterbacks, <laughs> you wouldn't want him to miss out on that the uh, locker room the celebration. Camaraderie, the camaraderie. I want him to get a ring. I want him to be a part of it. You know, like if, should at least you want send him, to be him a, a team T-shirt. Send him a team T-shirt and you know, put his face like in a collage a, of all your players that you send out to all the, the players. At the very but, least, like a nice edible arrangement or something. <laughs> the least they can do. Yeah. Heavy on rotten apples, oh, maybe. Yeah, that's tomatoes. fine. It seems totally on point. Oh, God. Okay. Well, ladies so, and gentlemen, if you haven't figured out by with almost nine seasons in the book, I am a train wreck. <laughs> no, you're you're not, oh. not. Not any more than I am, but it's debatable who's the locomotive and who's the caboose around here. So, <laughs> anyway. It varies from week to week. It does. Sometimes we even go in reverse. But um, so now, as far as quarterbacks, so you wanted to tell people uh, to pick up Josh Allen. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. No, I I did not want to tell people that I was getting (laughs) to the quarterback list. So you were in the right church, but just the wrong pew. So, as far as quarterback pickups for this week, um, I'm thinking that Lamar Jackson is going to get another start for the. Ravens this week, and as such, he would be at the top of my waiver wire list if I needed a quarterback, if I had somehow been starting Colt McCoy and lost him and needed a fill-in. Case Keenum with Denver, nice matchup this week. Uh, Derek Carr figures uh, to have um, ample opportunity to play from behind and have to throw a lot of passes this week. Uh, 
And if you're uh, scraping a little bit further in the barrel, uh, towards the bottom of the barrel, I'd say uh, Josh Rosen with Arizona and Chase Daniel with Chicago, but definitely uh, Lamar Jackson, Case Keenum, and Derek Carr if you're uh, desperate for quarterback this week. Yeah, I'm with you. I think Lamar Jackson probably is going to get another start. There's no reason to rush Joe Flacco back. Lamar Jackson's out there doing just fine. So I, if it's not broken, don't fix it. So um, speaking of broken, we have several tight end injuries. Uh, Greg Olson not going to play this week. So Ian Thomas, come on down. Uh, Rookie had a nice game last uh, weekend. So he'd be at the top of my pickup list for this week. Uh, Ben Watson in New Orleans. Jesse James in Pittsburgh, although he's a little less interesting with Vance McDonald, healthy again. And then Antonio Gates, uh, who's um, you know, taking aging tips from Adrian Peterson, apparently, and uh, still Things doing are going something very for well the for them. Chargers. Yes. Yeah. The Methuselah Club. I can tell you I'm not aging as gracefully. For sure. <laughs> so, yeah, I can't see to the mirror to tell whether I am or not, so... <laughs> Okay, uh, anybody you want to add to the tight end list, or should we just move on to our uh, recommended nope. list and pick some hands good. for the week? Okay. Yeah, let's get crazy. All right, um, I'll start us off this week. Running backs, uh, Christian McCaffrey is at the top of my list. Alvin Kamara, two. Todd Gurley, three. Saquon Barkley, four. Ezekiel Elliott, five. Tony Michelle, six. Marlon Mack, seven. Lamar Miller, eight. Adrian Peterson, nine. And the Chris Carson, Rashad Penny, combo rounding out my top 10 honorable mention to the Gus Edwards Ty Montgomery combo Isaiah Crowell and Spencer Ware okay we're doing tandems now I like it um we've got some similar names here I've got Alvin Kamara at the top of my list Todd Gurley at two Ezekiel Elliott at three Saquon Barkley coming in at four Christian McCaffrey's on at five on my list uh, followed by Leonard Fournette. Welcome back from your suspension. Nick Chubb, <laughs> Philip Lindsay, David Johnson, and Dalvin Cook rounding out my top ten. Okay. Controversial there. So you'll be pleased. You'll be pleased to know that my uh, avoid list has David Johnson, followed by Leonard Fournette, Perfect. Jordan Howard, Probably. Dalvin Cook, Joe okay. Mixon. Fantastic. The Kenyon Drake Frank Gore combo. The Deion Lewis Derrick Henry combo the Nick Chubb-Duke-Johnson combo, and Jeff Wilson rounding out my avoid list for this week. Perfect. Five of my guys on your avoid list. I like it. I like it. Um, I would say the Deion Lewis combo is uh, certainly one to add to the list. Kenyon Drake's on mine, as well as Chris Thompson, Isaiah Crowell, uh, Derek Henry, Duke Johnson Jr., TJ Yeldon, Melvin Gordon, Rashad Penny, Garrett Blunt. Eh, I'm all set. Okay. How about wide receivers? Yep. Who do you like this week? Um, you know, I was actually feeling good about wide receivers this week. I've got Antonio Brown at the top of my list, followed by Keenan Allen, Julio Jones, Devontae Adams, Odell Beckham Jr. I've got Adam Thielen at six. I, If it were ranked at yelling at coaches, he'd be at the top of my list, but for now he's at six. Michael Thomas, like I said, a little banged up. Hasn't that been great lately? He's down at seven on my list. Tyreek Hills at eight. Uh, David, or I'm sorry, DeAndre Hopkins and Juju Smith-Schuster rounding up my top ten. Stefan Diggs just barely outside. All right, we have a fair amount of overlap, different order, but uh, this is exciting. fair amount of overlap. Um, Antonio Brown is at the top of my list as well. DeAndre Hopkins, two. Keenan Allen, three. 
Juju Smith-Schuster, four, Michael Thomas, five, Odell Beckham Jr., six, Mike Evans, seven, Julio Jones, eight, Tyreek Hill, nine, and your uh, your favorite Amari Cooper are rounding out my top ten. And a bunch of people Amari just outside the top ten. But, uh, in all fairness, um, I did I'll like Amari Cooper before he came in, became a Cowboy. I just really like him now. Um, yeah, some guys to avoid this week. I've got Tyler Boyd at the top of my list, who probably a lot of you aren't going to agree with, but I'm not into it. Uh, Calvin Ridley, like I said, pretty banged up. Not entirely sure it's the best matchup in the world. Sammy Watkins, Demaryius Thomas, Taylor Gabriel, Sterling Shepard, Randall Cobb, Marquise Goodwin, uh, Deshaun Jackson, Danny Amendola, and Kiki Kute. I have Larry Fitzgerald at the top of my list, Jarvis Landry, Corey oh. Davis, Kenny Stills, Jordy Nelson, Antonio Callaway, uh, Dante Moncrief and Dede Westbrook combo, the Marquise Goodwin-Pierre Garcon combo, and the Tyler Boyd-John Ross combo round out my list of guys to avoid this week. I like, I like the combos today. This is a new thing. I'm into it. Okay. What are you going to do with quarterbacks, yeah, we, though, I wonder? No combos there. <laughs> Um, no ben Roethlisberger's at the top of my list. Uh, Cam Newton, too. Maybe in Buffalo, um, but that would be on my <laughs> avoid list. Cam Newton, two. Philip Rivers, three. Drew Brees, four. Jared Goff, five. Tom Brady, six. Deshaun Watson, seven. Andrew Luck, eight. James Winston, nine. And Matt Ryan, rounding out my top ten. And several okay. honorable mentions, notable from by his um, exclusion from my club this week, is uh, Patrick Mahomes. Interesting. Actually, Patrick Mahomes at two on my list, so I think we see things a little differently. That's okay, though. I've got Drew Brees uh, at number one, Patrick Mahomes at two, Aaron Rodgers at three. I know you think it's too high. That's okay. Uh, I've got Philip Rivers at four, Ben Roethlisberger is down at five on my list, followed by Deshaun Watson, Jameis Winston, ugh. Cam Newton, Andrew Luck, and Jared Goff, uh, Russell Wilson, and Matt Ryan just outside my top ten. You played Jameis Winston last week. You were probably pretty happy, especially I know. if you were on the I, playoff bubble. Yeah, it just feels weird to keep recommending him. I'm going to have to do something yeah, to undo it, like pick the Browns to win again. <laughs> okay. As far as the quarterbacks <laughs> to stay away from this week, um, Marcus Mariota is number mm-hmm. one on my list. Uh, speaking of the Browns, Baker Mayfield, number two, Ryan Tannehill, three, Josh Rosen, four, Nick Mullins, Cody Kessler and Jeff Driscoll rounding out my list of uh, avoid quarterbacks. I don't actually really have beef with your list. I'm not really prepared to start Mitchell Trubisky this week. Um, But other than that, you know, I feel pretty okay with yours. Okay. How about uh, tight ends? Who do you like? Um, Loving Travis Kelsey this week. Zach Ertz at two. For me, those are pretty interchangeable. Uh, George Kittle, shocker, at three. Eric Ebron, Jared Cook, Rob Gronkowski, even though he's banged up, I still think there's some value. Jordan Reed, who I can't believe is still healthy. And just as a quick sidebar, I don't know if you knew this, but he was their emergency quarterback. Had Mark Sanchez broken his leg too? Jordan Reed, the least likely person to stay healthy, would have gone in at quarterback for the Washington Redskins, which I think it's the most dangerous thing that could have possibly happened. I almost wanted to see it because it would have been ridiculous. Um, anyway, I digress. Jimmy Graham's at eight on my list. Austin Hooper and uh, Trey Burton rounding out my top ten. Okay, some overlap, not a ton, but I have Eric Ebron at the top of my list, Travis Kelsey, 
Rob Gronkowski, Evan Engram, Austin Hooper, Jalen Samuels, the Vance McDonald-Jesse James combo. There you go, another combo. Antonio Gates, Ooh. Ryan Griffin, and Chris Herndon rounding out my top ten. Okay, we're comboing up. I like it. Uh, David Njoku's at the top of my avoid list, followed by Vance McDonald, Evan Ingram, C.J. Uzma, Chris Herndon, Ben Watson, Jonu Smith, Matt LaCrosse, Ricky Seals-Jones, Jesse James. It's tough out there. Tough tight end matchups. Okay. I have George Kittle at the top of my avoid list, but everybody else on the avoid list is online. David Njoku. No, let's let's talk about that for a second. So, you know, they're going up – against, um, uh, where is it? They're going up against Denver. They're at home this week against Denver. I don't particularly yeah. like that matchup, but uh, we'll, we'll see. I think part of it well, depends, saying, too, I, on whether... Not that I think, I mean, I think Denver's winning that game, and we'll get there in a few minutes, but even with a good Denver defense, I think that Nick Mullins being a little inexperienced and, you know, having – maybe not the world's greatest, healthiest wide receivers, not having much in the way of a running back. Um, I think he's going to get pass rushed a lot. I think he's going to have to make these quick throws. And I think George Kittle's right there to clean up all the scraps. I think he's going to be the guy. I think they're going to quintuple team him. He's I mean, that would be a smart thing to do. Passing. But maybe Pierre Garçon comes back from the dead and he draws away some of the defenders. This is the fantasy world be. I live in. I'm okay. just saying I'm all in on George Kittle. <laughs> all right. Uh, George Kittle would be on my avoid list. David Njuko, I agree with you. John o. Smith, agree. Ricky Seals-Jones, agree. And C.J. Uzma, I agree. So my avoid list is shorter just because I think there's so few good options that it's hard to really um, say that you absolutely positively shouldn't use someone this week. This is true. But you should start okay. George Kittle. Anyway. <laughs> All right, you can have the last word on that, but uh, um, as far as defenses go, and the ones I like the most this week um, are Tennessee, Jacksonville, Carolina, New England, Denver, the Chargers, the Lions, Giants, Jets, and Falcons. Honorable mention to Pittsburgh, Dallas, the Rams, and Seattle. So as you can probably gather from my lengthy list, I think there's going to be less scoring this week than there has been in recent recent weeks. Yeah, I do think it'll be a lower scoring week. We've been spoiled the last two or three with a lot of high scoring games. And I think we're coming back to reality just a little bit. Doesn't help that like 80% of the league is injured, but we shall see. Um, My list, I've got the Chargers at one, Bills at two, followed by the Rams, Titans, and Jaguars. Uh, I have the Jets at six, the Texans, the Chiefs, uh, the Saints, and the Cowboys running out my top ten. Okay, I've got the avoid list. I would avoid the Browns, the Dolphins, the Buccaneers, the Bengals, the Raiders, and the Bears all on my avoid list for this week. I would also add the Steelers and the Redskins to that list. I hope you're right about the Redskins, and I hope you're wrong about the Steelers. We'll see. <laughs> we will. We will. With that, okay. do you want to look at some game picks? Sure. Are there any games this week? Um, I, I don't I mean, there's one. I know there's one game happening. 
the Cowboys okay. and the Eagles. I don't know if you heard, but the playoffs actually start in real life this week too, not just fantasy. It's a crazy thing. Okay. All right. Um, just as a <laughs> small appetizer before that, there are 15 other games to look at. Actually, only 12 of them or 13 of them are before that game. But um, anyway, we've got uh, Thursday night matchup, Battle of the Titans, Tennessee Titans and the Jacksonville Jaguars. As you know, I'm hyped for this game. The rest of the world, probably not. <laughs> um, you can count me along with the rest of the world then, but uh, mm. just because I have to pick one of the two teams, I'll pick Tennessee at home, uh, 21 over the Cody Kessler's 17. Well, I'm going to take Tennessee to win as well. I'm going to take them 24-21 in a bit of a barn burner. This is this is one of the few Thursday night games I actually am excited for. I'm not even kidding. I will watch every minute of this game. I would be much more hyped if Blake Bortles was playing quarterback, but, you know, you take what you can get. You can root for that to happen. I would feel bad. I mean, I have nothing against Cody Kessler. <laughs> well, I don't want him to get he hurt. doesn't he have to get injured. He could play so that badly that fine. they would be forced to conclude that Blake Bortles is their best option in winning. Which, In all fairness, um, how no badly does with. one have to play for Blake Bortles to be a better option right now? Pretty badly. It's not good. Okay, next up we've got uh, Indianapolis traveling to Houston. And this is, I think, going to be one of the better games, certainly one of the better early games Sunday afternoon. I'm interested in seeing this. I'll go with uh, Houston to keep uh, keep on the winning ways. I'll go Houston 28, Indiana 27 in a mild shootout. Let I'm me guess you're picking Colts Indianapolis because in, you don't like Yeah, yeah. Houston. In some redemption from week four, um, that madness in overtime, and it just, mm, I just, I just don't understand. So, Anyway, I'm taking the Colts to win this week by a field goal, 27-24. Okay. You guys may not remember, but I do believe that Indianapolis game is what kick-started this insane Houston win streak. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Four to yeah. 11, four to 12. Is, is so Andrew, Andrew Luck yeah. and his neck beard are getting redemption this week. You mark it down. Okay. Um, next game, speaking of redemption, we've got the Browns at home, got the Panthers right where they want them, which to me suggests the Panthers are going to win this in a blowout. I'll go final score of the uh, Panthers 34, uh, Browns 21. I just think um, Cam Newton is going to do it primarily through the air with Christian McCaffrey. For those of you who uh, gambled the first round pick on him this season, or maybe even got him as a second rounder you're undoubtedly uh, very happy right now much happier than Kareem Hunt owners I will tell you that I think this game's going to be a little little different than you do I am surprisingly going to take the Browns to win but I'm going to take them 27 21 yeah yeah this is this is real life people (laughs) I might have missed on the Browns last week but not this week how did the well, score Cam Newton points? loves to throw INTs right now, so I think they're going to be gifted some points. I think good field position just drops into their hands, literally and figuratively. But I also think that you're going to see a couple of nice Nick Chubb runs. 
a couple of Antonio Callaways down the sideline, going forever. Nice, maybe maybe a 45, maybe a 50-yard bomb. I don't know. That's the kind of game I'm seeing happening. I'm seeing Baker Mayfield being out there. You know, it, I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be good for Cleveland. Cam okay. Newton's already banged up. Christian McCaffrey can't run the ball every play. Greg Olson's not out there. I don't, I don't know. I don't think Devin Funches can win this game on his own. I just don't. No, but Ian Thomas can. Oh, I really? Think. Really? That's what we're going to go yeah. with? Yeah. <laughs> Ian, Ian Thomas. It's a terrible argument. <laughs> you laugh. You scored last Ian, week. Ian, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that it was not directed at you personally. Just That's just ludicrous. It was directed at me, so yeah, my bad, Ian. All right. Um, <laughs> next up, we've got uh, the Patriots traveling to Miami. I don't know why. I've seen some people, you know, online the major sites picking Miami to win this game. I can't aggressive. see that happening. Uh, I'll go with New England to win this comfortably uh, through the air on the ground with their D. I'll say New England 31, Miami 20. Even I think picking Miami is a little crazy here. And clearly, I have a very low bar for crazy. So, you guys out there, you're nuts. Like, actually nuts. There's no healthy receivers, no healthy running backs. Ryan Tannehill is still Ryan Tannehill and still not 100% healthy. So, I'm not really sure how they think the defense is good. I will give them that. But it's still Tom Brady on the other side of the ball. So, I've got the Patriots winning 27-17, so I guess a little closer score than you have, but even a banged-up Tom Brady, it's just this isn't week three. The Dolphins aren't sitting atop of the division anymore. And no, they're not. Um, neither are the Giants nor the Redskins who play on Sunday mm. in Washington. And I, I don't know what's gotten into the Giants, but they've suddenly um, Look developed at them being a, a functional football team. Yeah, maybe they should just... Uh, let Eli Manning go and let Odell Beckham Jr. play quarterback. Not the worst idea. Probably has he's a higher already, quarterback I mean, rating. Yeah, I, he's passes. out there. He's dropping balls. Dropping balls in people's hands. I like it. Um, I just yeah. I, We saw a good amount of players that were not quarterbacks throwing passes this week, and I was into it. Okay, so I'm going to go with the Giants to win this. Um, Washington, as bad as the Giants' defense is, I just Really don't see them doing a lot with uh, Mark Sanchez there. I'll go with the final score here of uh, Giants 28 and uh, the Mark Sanchez is 24. Yeah, I, I just – Mark Sanchez was fine last week when he – I mean, I think if the game plan is just hand the ball to Adrian Peterson, they'll be okay. But if he has to throw the football, that's where things might get a little dicey. And the fact that they don't have a whole lot in the way of wide receiver depth, it's not great. Um, like I said, still very interested in seeing Jordan Reed play quarterback. Unfortunately, Josh Johnson seems like he's going to really mess that up for me. Um, but I'm I'm going to take the Giants and Saquon Barkley to win this. I've got them winning 21-16. I don't think this is going to be a, a big, big-time scoring game, but it'll be competitive. All right. Speaking of uh, competitive, here's two two teams, neither of which are competitive, but I think they'll come mm-hmm. together and have a competitive game. That would be the, the Battle of New York, um, the Jets traveling to Buffalo, and you know, it's payback time for the Jets. They got embarrassed uh, when Matt Barkley was quarterbacking the Bills off the street a few weeks ago. 
I don't think that happens this week. I think the Jets gained some revenge. Final score, Jets 27, Buffalo 24. I'm taking the Bills to win 24-17. I don't think there's any revenge here. I think it doesn't matter who's playing quarterback for the Bills. I don't think it really matters who's playing quarterback for the Jets. I think the Jets are a little too banged up. And I think Buffalo, every now and then, finds a little something. They got a little bit of a spark. And just, you know, you got rid of Kelvin Benjamin and Andre Holmes. I guess they're shedding some dead weight. And they're going to just be onward and upward. All right. Um, We'll see if they have Jerry Hughes for that game or not. uh, Or if he's Mm. too busy screaming at refs. But next up we've got... I mean, he did literally almost fight a referee for what seemed like no reason. Yeah. So next up, we've got uh, one of the better games on Sunday. It's the Ravens traveling to Kansas City. I think they're going to be able to contain Patrick Mahomes just enough, give Lamar Jackson uh, a chance to win this, and I think they will. I'll go with a mild upset here. Final score, Ravens 28, Chiefs 27. Um, I like it. I would I would be super into seeing that. I just am not totally sure that the Ravens are going to keep up with the Chiefs. I think they slow them down. I've got the Chiefs winning uh, 30 to 24. Obviously, we see Patrick Mahomes roll a little bit differently this week. I just I'm a little worried about the Ravens being able to get their run game going. And the Chiefs are the Chiefs. They're just very good at football right now. So the other early game that I'm interested in. We've got the Saints traveling to Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, nice game last week uh, against the Panthers. New Orleans fell on their face in Dallas. Um, I think New Orleans is going to right the ship, but I do think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I'll go with the final score of New Orleans 34, Tampa Bay 27. I've got New Orleans winning this 34-24, so a little bit bigger margin of victory, but yeah, I mean, we saw a whole mess load of points the first time around. Granted, different situation. Ryan Fitzpatrick was playing quarterback. It was a whole different thing. But um, <clears throat> I think the Saints are a better team now. They're certainly a healthier team. And I think they're going to control this pretty much the whole way. Sierra, we've got um, Atlanta traveling yeah. to Green Bay and I think this is going to be a second uh, home loss in a row for Green Bay. This one won't be quite as embarrassing as last week's Arizona was. But uh, nonetheless, I think they fall to the Falcons. I think Matt Ryan throws uh, just enough to um, Mohamed Sanu and Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones. I'll go with the final score of uh, Falcons 28, Packers 24. I, surprise, surprise, have the Packers winning this game. Um, you may have figured out by where I had Aaron Rodgers ranked, but I have them winning 28-27, come from behind fourth quarter victory as only Aaron Rodgers can. But I think that they're at home. They have something to prove. Yes, this is the beginning of the Joe Philbin era, which I, I happen to really like Joe Philbin, so I'm okay with that. Um, but I, I think they're going to come out hungry, and they're going to try to make a statement, and I think they're going to do that. Hey, next we've got um, later games. We've got Denver at San Francisco, and uh, San Francisco is just a mess right now. Denver, you know, they're not going to be in the playoffs, but uh, they've had you know, a nice uh, run the last three weeks. So I'm going to go with Denver to keep the run going. Too little, too late, but I'll say that they beat up on the 49ers. Final score, Denver 27, 
San Francisco 17. I've got the Broncos winning 24-20. A little closer, like I said, a little higher on some players on the 49ers than you are. I think George Kittle is going to be a big factor here. Um, but I, I think the Broncos are a better team overall, despite losing Emmanuel Sanders. I hear you huffing and puffing. Um, but, you know, they've got Andre Holmes waiting in the wings. I'm sure that'll be a, a totally seamless switch. But, no, in all fairness, you know you're going to see Cortland Sutton's going to have to step up. And, and old Matt LaCrosse, maybe he's going to be the guy. You wanted Ian Thomas to be the guy. Maybe Matt LaCrosse is going to be the guy. Uh, I think George Kittle plays a big role here in keeping the 49ers relevant in the game. So next up, we've got uh, the Chargers hosting Cincinnati. Chargers, really impressive road win against the Steelers Sunday night. Um, and I, I don't you know, understand how the, you go offsides twice like that, but whew, you got to figure it out. How Pittsburgh. they do what? How they go offsides twice, twice to set up the yeah. game line field goal. Yeah, Ugly. It, was, it was pretty bad. Um, I'll go with the Chargers to double up on the Jeff Driscoll's in this game. I'll say final score, Chargers 34 and the Cincinnati Driscoll's 17. The old Cincinnati Driscoll's. <laughs> the old Cincinnati Driscoll's. Um, this could certainly be the blowout of the week. Uh, it's. I don't think the Bengals are going to be a real factor here. Um, I just... Philip Rivers is having his ninth kid. I I just I don't even understand how this guy has time to learn how to be this good at football while also parenting nine children. That totally blows my mind. Um, but in other news, I think he will soundly beat the Bengals. Uh, I've got him winning 37-17 over the Bengals. So uh... <laughs> maybe he doesn't do the parenting. Maybe Geno Smith does it. Maybe. That would be he's something. Back up on the field, it could be his backup, his home, too. This could be a great reality show. I think I would watch that. Okay, we'll send it to the networks and see what they think. Chino Smith could teach people how to not give in to bullying, how to not take a punch very well. I mean, there's a lot he could teach children. Yeah. How to throw a questionable so, spiral. A lot out there. Yeah. Um, yeah, how to get track, how to how to make your mark with the Jets. I'm just saying, this this could be a gold mine. Yeah, well, he and <laughs> Philip Rivers have that to talk about. You know, Philip Rivers, of course, is drafted by the Giants, but never played for them. Uh, traded mm-hmm. for Eli Manning, so you know they can share stories about New York. I was disappointed Philip Rivers back then didn't take out a full-page thank you note in the New York Times, but it didn't happen. That would have been great. That would have been super clutch. What yeah. going to do? Missed opportunities. Missed opportunity there. So um, mm-hmm. next game, we've got uh, Pittsburgh traveling to Oakland. I see this is a blowout, too. I think Oakland finds a little bit more offense than Cincinnati does. But I think Pittsburgh finds a little more offense than the Chargers do. And I'll go with a final score here of Pittsburgh 41, Oakland 24. is only putting up a 30-burger on the Raiders. And I, I've also got them scoring 24 points. So I think it's going to be a little closer. Um, I just I think the Steelers are a little bit lost. I think not having James Conner is going to be an issue. And they're certainly banged up. And I just 
I think the Raiders are they're about due to look like an actual functional football team. Not that I think they're going to win this game, but you know, I think they're they'll about be due for a top five draft choice. Is about all they're due for, along with everybody else. <laughs> yeah, along with every other team in the league. Exactly. Except, except the Giants. <laughs> except the Giants. Um, and the Rams and the Saints and the Chiefs and the That's true. Everybody Chargers, else, top so. five. Patriots, yeah, everybody else is a top five pick. You get a car, you get a car, and you get a top five draft pick. All right. So next up, we've got uh, Detroit traveling to Arizona. Arizona is uh, feeling all good about themselves after, after ending uh, Mike McCarthy's uh, coaching career, at least for now. But um, I think no, that... I think that Detroit will win this um, in a game that nobody outside of Detroit or Arizona will watch, or at least want to watch. Yeah. I'll say final score, Detroit 24, Arizona 21. I actually I actually got the same score. I've got the Lions winning. Um, I, I could actually see the Cardinals winning this game, but that's a little tougher to justify. You're right. This is not the most watchable game on the schedule. Uh, Shocker of all shocks, I think the next game we're going to talk about is probably the one I'll be watching. Okay, well, the Lions and the Cardinals, it makes sense. If you had a cat and a bird in the fight, I'd go with the cat. True. I could a cat sleeping next to me right now. I would take her over a bird any day. Okay. And if I had a cowboy fighting <laughs> an eagle, I have to admit I would probably go with the cowboy. Um, yeah, 10 times out of 10. Game, I mean, Philadelphia looked a little bit more like a football, a real football team the last couple weeks. Um, I think they'll make this game tough, but yeah, I, I don't think uh, Ezekiel Elliott will get too many opportunities to hop in the Salvation Army drum, but uh, I'll go with Dallas to pull out a victory in spite of that. I'll say Cowboys 27, Eagles 24. I'm going to take, I have the Cowboys winning 23-20. Um, I don't think it's going to be the prettiest game in the world, but it'll it's it's going to be a fight. And this this is really like the first playoff game of the season because whoever wins this game kind of has the fast track to the NFC East title. Um, I I think the Cowboys are a little healthier. Their defense is a little stronger right now, and that's what I'm going to go with. I don't, I don't but if the Cowboys win this game, they essentially it. have three weeks to get healthy. Then the Eagles yeah. win. Then you know it's going to be a street fight for the last couple weeks, which means that's probably what we'll get. But uh, I don't know. I I think Dallas is totally capable of winning this and putting the nail in the coffin for the Eagles and the Redskins here. Of course, the Giants are already put the nail in the coffin for the Redskins. It is my birthday week, so it would be really nice if you guys could get it together and, like, pull out a win here. I would appreciate that. That's right. So on Friday, send your... uh, Happy birthday wishes to Jana. And if you're listening to this after Friday, send your belated happy birthday wishes to Jana. Much appreciated. My own family will be taunting me. So, you know, it's okay. nice to have somebody. Else. <laughs> so um, maybe you could get Brett Favre to record a birthday message for you. Terrified he'd be wearing Crocs in it. I'm not, I'm not ready to go down that path. <laughs> Crocs wranglers and... Uh, Spouting white supremacist uh, BS. Thanks, but, but no thanks. <laughs> but not realizing it. 
Okay. So next yeah. up, we've got mm. the Rams and uh, the Bears. This should be a good game. Um, probably would have been a better game about a month ago, but uh, Mitchell Trubisky True. is not 100% right now. And I think the Rams will take advantage of that, and I'll go with the final score here, Rams 34, um, Bears 24. And yeah, unlike last week where I was forecasting that Malcolm Brown would get a fairly uh, good share of the carries this week, I'm backtracking from that with New Orleans' loss. You know, Rams are in the driver's seat for home field advantage, and I think they're mm-hmm. going to just uh, ride Todd Gurley you know, as long as they need to. And if somehow New Orleans were to lose this week, then I think maybe they start to ease off the gas pedal a little bit on Todd Gurley the last few weeks of the season, which would really stink for those who have him in the semifinals or finals of their fantasy league matchups. But uh, that's the kind of thing you have to deal with this time of year. But uh, anyway, for me, final score in this one, uh, Rams 34, Bears 24. I've got the Rams winning 30-23 over the Bears, so a little closer. But, um, yeah, it'll be an interesting game. It's worth watching. Okay, and that brings us to the Monday night game. We've got the Vikings traveling to the Seahawks and both of these teams fighting for their uh, playoff lives. And I think it's Seattle that's going to uh, emerge victorious here. I'll go with uh, Seattle 27, Minnesota 24. Although I think it's a toss-up and could go either way, but it's hard to pick against Seattle, even if they're not as good as they were three or four years ago. It's hard to pick against this team that at home with Russell Wilson playing the way he is right now. Yeah, I'm taking I'm taking Seattle to win thirty to twenty. Weird fact, the Vikings haven't beaten anybody with a winning record this season. Weird. Yeah, yeah just food for thought. Very strange. I don't no think reason. that changes this week, unfortunately. <clears throat> yeah, so no real quick, just a couple of daily fantasy week. picks for you. Um, for value picks, I like at quarterback, Baker Mayfield, Deshaun Watson, Andrew Luck, Josh Allen, and Cody Kessler. At running back, Jeff Wilson Jr. out in San Francisco, Jalen Samuels in Pittsburgh, Justin Jackson, on Johnson as long as he plays, obviously, Philip Lindsay and Sony Michelle. At wide receiver, Chris Godwin, Larry Fitzgerald, Dante Pettis, Curtis Samuel, and Keenan Allen's worth the spend. Uh, tight end Zach Ertz, Vance McDonald, David Njoku, Jared Cook, and at defense, the Cardinals and Lions. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. We'll be back with you next week from 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern time, as we are every Wednesday night. We'll bring all the news and notes and all the rankings, who to start, who to sit, and all that good stuff. Like always, if you have find us all week long, you can find us at FantasyFootballSherpa.com, on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page, and on Twitter at the number 4THN Inches Show, JKIM16, and Fantasy underscore Sherpa. Thank you so much for listening this week. Good luck in the playoffs, and let's, of course, you're playing us. Happy birthday, Jen, and save us all some cake. Oh, I will. Sharing is caring. Go Cowboys, and we'll see you guys next week.